Welcome to Elite Six Think Tank, an open discussion group with business owners who share their knowledge, experience and skills. Good morning everyone, welcome along to uh, Elite Six, our Think Tank meeting. Uh, today's topic is marketing, marketing versus advertising. Uh, and so we've got four parts of the meeting and we've got three balls which I haven't got in my hand yet. Uh, we've got a few people not here yet or some on the way. Thank you for coming along. So um, I'll throw a ball at you. That means you can talk. If you want to talk, put your hand up and I'll give you a ball. If you talk too long, I'll pry a ball out of your hand. <laughs> so the topic, marketing versus advertising. Is there a difference? Mm, yep. Is it the same thing? Who's busting, biting at the bit? I know Peter King is. I'm trying not to, but... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say marketing versus advertising, Danny, because the two really go hand in hand there. And they shouldn't be diametrically opposed. So can you have one without the other? Well, you can. They shouldn't compete. You can have marketing, yeah, you can have a marketing plan and no advertising. You can have advertising without a marketing plan, which is extremely common. Well, that would be a great yeah. And just in going along from that, you know, you'll hear a lot of people, especially if they're, they're in business just themselves, uh, who rely on marketing by word of mouth rather than advertising. And that's probably one of the most obvious ones. They do go hand in hand, and marketing goes before advertising. Go to market, then you advertise. So, <coughs> yeah, hand in hand. What's the different forms of marketing that you do? Well, I was going to say one's about brand recognition, That's the other's about making sales. Yeah. Marketing is about the awareness of who you are, what you can offer. Advertising is more about a particular push to get that in focus for some particular reason, perhaps. Who loves paying for advertising? Mm -mm. <laughs> One there, Google TV. <laughs> yeah, I did a hundred and fifty dollar. I did a seven hundred dollar ad campaign on um, Facebook, but it didn't uh, result in anything. So should I blame Facebook? No. no you've got to know how to work the Facebook algorithms, which are incredibly hard. You're right. So um, I changed my advert rather than marketing business networking and I changed it to to uh, what did I change it to Wednesday networking so I got more to the point and made Wednesday the day that everyone should do business networking and then I got somebody filled out my form I wanted to and they come along on Wednesday and I thought oh so I weren't very targeted in what I was trying to do or I was just chucking advertising out there without any purpose. Facebook advertising is a real beast. Um, I did a lot of research on Facebook advertising, uh, marketing, marketing, and um, it is so hard to understand and the algorithm changes all the time and you've got to do split testing and you've got to um, do testing for all different variables, so it's really, really costly. And I did the same thing, I spent more than Danny. And did many, many um, tests, and some work, some don't, and then you've got to narrow that down, and, and you've got to actually throw a lot of money into Facebook. If something's working, you just keep throwing money at it, and you've got to have a lot to spend. So if you get into it, um, have, have deep pockets, you'll need them. Yeah, I just, just from my point of view of advertising, I think it doesn't matter what advertising you do and your comments about Facebook, I totally relate to. Uh, but if we do, if we spend money on advertising. Sorry, Ron Woolley, you're interrupting our speaker. Is to, is to actually monitor what happens as a result of you doing the advertising. So before you commit to the advertising, say to you, set yourself some goals about what you want to happen in terms of it. Set your KPIs in terms of what you consider should be coming out of that as a result, and then measure it when you do. 
And that's the only way to find out if your market, if your advertising is being effective. But some of it is just there, as you say, for brand recognition, yeah. and that's all. And yeah. In which case, how do you measure that? I don't know. Yeah, with Facebook, you do the brand recognition. You can do the um, oh, there's about three, three or four different headings you can pick, and then subheadings within those. So yeah, you can't really, as I learned, go straight in and try and sell your products you've got to have your pixels got to get seasoned and you've got to um, have a certain amount of people already go to your page and recognize your brand mm -hmm. so there's a lot of work going into it before you just try and sell 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 it doesn't sort of work like that well, um, I, I love stats and uh, we've been doing a lot of online shops so last month I've got the book is that what you're trying to tell me Whilst you're talking, would you mind passing one to you? Okay, thank you. It's a bit hard to multitask because I'm a male. If you ask any female that, they would agree with what I'm about to say. But well, I will get something about the ball to Fiona now. So, why not? Fiona's got a hand up. Thank you. So, I, I did $10,000 worth of. I did $10,000, $11,000 worth of turnover. Uh, I generated $5,000 to $6,000 worth of sales and I spent around about $300 on advertising. Every sale that I get, I can track it back to where I spent the advertising. That is the ultimate. So I'm actually only spending, I don't even think it's 5%, I don't even think it's that, on advertising, which is ridiculous, but I've never ever had that. But the old days used to be, oh, well, how about you promote my business and I'll give you 10% of my profits. Well, I think today it's a bit different. You could actually probably spend 100% of your turnover to build up your recognition, your brand for a year before you actually get the rewards. But I think that's where people get it wrong. Fiona. Um, I was just going to go back a step actually and, and sort of talk about the um, difference between marketing and advertising. I mean, advertising is effectively your pay, what you pay for. Whereas your marketing is actually about your whole brand and, your, and, and who, who you are and what you stand for and what your products are and how you are different from somebody else. So you can do marketing without actually spending any money. Yeah, I reckon uh, marketing is the way you're dressed, whether you clean your car, uh, how you handle your inquiries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, your business cards, your brochures. So you've got to get all that marketing stuff, I think, organised before you can actually, you know, you have to know who you are and what you're doing before you actually go and spend the money on random ads. Like you said, you know, you have to be targeted, you have to yeah. know yeah. what you're doing, you have to know all that marketing stuff before you can actually spend the money. Yeah. And that's what your advertising is, your advertising is you spend the money. Anyone else got thoughts on that? So we're talking, the first part of the meeting is obviously people's experiences with either advertising or marketing. Hi Rob. I will follow on from that. I, th I think there are three aspects here. There's, there's marketing, advertising and sales. And, and um, if you, before you buy a product or provide a service, you work out what am I buying and who am I providing it to, and whether or not I'm going to make any money out of that. And then you advertise the product you have for sale so that the people who want to buy it can see it and then you interact with the person at the end to create the sale. And I think as Fiona quite rightly assumed, well I'll put words in her mouth, <laughs> it's thing to do, but I think, I think people talk about marketing and advertising interchangeably and I think they're completely different things. But very closely linked. I.e., you can't advertise if you don't know what your market is. We discussed that actually in the first ten minutes. Funny enough. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you've missed a little bit. You've got a hammer hungry. Do we uh, give uh, Rob any other tips on what he missed? The free, the free scones. Oh, oh yeah, that's funny. Really? Yeah. And chocolate. Okay. I want to go back to what Helen was saying before about the Facebook marketing because that to me actually implies a very high level of assumption 
as to how you do this, as to even what's involved in doing this. Now, she used the phrase there, seasoned pixels. Now, I have absolutely no idea what that even means, you know. You put salt yeah. pepper on it or something? Yeah. You know. <laughs> but there is this, yeah, it comes to a high level of assumption. And if you simply don't know it, um, I, I've got a really good thing. I, what I hate about Facebook is that everyone um, is doing their own marketing and they're all becoming, I can do my own marketing, I don't need to hire a marketing department now, so let's do it yourself. And I think that's, uh, if you really wanted to get serious about your marketing and go to a marketing company or a branding company, I mean, they would probably not even tell you what they did. Uh, you know. Yeah, leading on from that, I went to, oh, first I went to an agency in Christchurch, a um, here again, and worked with them to try and get my products selling. Uh, they used Google and they used Facebook, <coughs> didn't get anywhere, wasted all my money. And then I went to someone else and I said, can you help me with Facebook advertising? And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah I can do that for you. So she did some ads and went back at me nowhere. So I set about learning about Facebook myself and you almost need a degree to be good at Facebook. It is incredibly hard, the learning curve on it, but once you know um, the basics of it, you can start manipulating it and using it properly. But as I said before, it changes all the time. So what's working one time is not working another. But your pixel, Nigel, is <coughs> something that you place into your website and it is in the pages of your website and it, and you can track things like you can track visits, you can track sales, you can track um, add to carts and that pixel works to get all that data and once you've got that data you can start um, using that pixel to advertise to other people that will do remarketing and things like that. Does anyone know what remarketing is? It's creepy. Follows you around, remarketing follows you around the internet. Yeah. Right, so yeah, I searched for something yesterday and then all of a sudden everywhere I went that advert was coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at watches yesterday and then I went on to, I think it was Met Service and up came the watches. Yep. I was like, ooh, following me around. So you're all brainwashed when you're on the internet. Yeah. Sam? Yeah. Um, just following on what Helen said, uh, being on, I've come across a few clients that uh, have had trouble with their websites and marketing and things like that, and they've been paying something like about $800 to $1,200 a month for marketing and, and it getting absolutely nowhere. Like they're on page 10 when you yeah. rank them, and they've been doing this for years, uh, and then put them on to someone else, and within three months, uh, or even shorter than that, they're on page one, and they, you know, actually. It's actually using the money and they're paying a fraction of what they paid beforehand. So, yeah, it's a case of someone who knows what they're doing. And it's also knowing the right marketing tool to use, like yeah. whether you use Facebook, whether you use Google, whether you use, what's another one? A combination. Yeah, yeah. It's a combination yeah. of all sorts. Not, um, one doesn't necessarily work, but another might. Because our online stores now, we're using a different type of marketing and it works. Yeah. We're not using Facebook. Just another way, uh, what, what are people, you, you get a lot of advertisers coming to you, um, Peter, I know it, what do they want when they come to you, what are they, what's the expectations being a marketing company? What you hear and what they really expect can be two different things, yeah. <laughs> especially when they start paying the money. Mm. I just want to get my brand in the market, mm. I just want people to know I exist. Great, but as was mentioned before, I go to quite some lengths to try to find out what they're actually trying to achieve. Yeah. So if someone can say, I just want to get my brand in the market, that's fine, after six months, you've paid me X amount of dollars, do you want to see some return on me? And that's really difficult to measure, particularly in a branding medium. Uh, getting back to your question, I'm sticking to that. Yeah. That's right. I just want to get my brand out there. Other people say, um, I have one who said, um, I want 12 appointments for my beauty parlour every month more, 12 months a month more. How many are you getting now? Oh, well, I've only just opened, so I'm getting about five, six, maybe. I said, okay, it's pretty ambitious, but when do you want it by? Oh, I want it next month. Um, no matter what you do, it's probably not really realistic. I suggest we do a, a number of things. 
not just one channel, as you see before. Mm. So um, I've had great success where people are using branding products such as Google, not get it, get it, promote it, or be it digital billboards or some above the line um, medium, as well as some really targeted online stuff. Um, and I've been working with a, a creative agency called Sticky Thinking over the last couple of the last 12 months really mm -hmm. and where we've combined Google and some of their complete branding, rebranding, new website, online thing, uh, including some radio that's worth a real treat for them inside a couple of examples. Is that because they're consistent in their, their whole marketing yeah. and their advertising package is consistent with their brand? And yeah, it's yeah. congruent and you're reaching as many possible channels as, as as you can, and everybody's Facebook channel is an individual one, mm. so that's a whole other story. But if you're reaching people through multiple mediums, then you're broadening your reach. The more reach you've got, the more repetition you can do in that market, the better the results will be. Which comes back to trying to determine exactly what people are trying to achieve. So somebody asked me once how much I was prepared to pay to get a new member to Elite Six, and I said seven hundred and eight dollars. And they said, you pay $708 for one member to come along to Elite Six? I said, yes, because normally if I get a good member, they will refer me to two or three others. And that's kind of the advertising you're talking about. It's not just going for the kill, but it's that long-term debity. I think, too, about your product, the people actually want to buy it. You might think it's shit hot, but mm. if the market doesn't want it, no matter what money you spend, it's not going to go. And you can't blame the media with the advertising. Yep, cool. Um, uh, we're going for David and then um, Rob. Right? Can I ask you a question about this? If, for instance, you're you're actually going for branding, is that's what you're looking for? Can you suggest some ways that we could measure whether, if you've done that, you can you can determine whether in fact it's been successful? Yeah, bring me back on point. <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, yeah, you're not going to measure it like clicks and likes. No, that's, that's obvious. But what's, what's the, again, the ultimate outcome? So I've got so many widgets I'm moving this month, and I want to increase that by 20% over the next 12 months. So look out, take it, take it out 12 months later, and, and look back, and have you increased 20%? What else happened in the market? What else did you do to generate those sales and that result? It might be that we're just generating more leads, but if you don't sell those leads, then don't blame the advertising, yeah. which is another thing that often occurs. So yeah, that, that's my question, or my, my response to customers when they want to fail this. And they ask me that question, how do I measure this Google advertising? Mm. Rob? Yeah, uh, three short stories here. The first one is, when I got into antiques, I advertised for uh, antiques China and the States. And a lady who, who was kind of my mum, mentor, you know, like another antique dealer, she said, if you advertise for antiques, you won't get China. If you advertise for China, you won't get antiques. If you advertise for antiques and China, you won't get a call. And she was basically onto it. Um, and it came from the perception of a person who sells China wants a certain type of person in their house, a person who, who's, who sells antiques, what they perceive antiques as a certain person. Antiques in China, when you advertise for that, you're not a specialist anymore. <laughs> and so they don't want you. Um, is that point one? That's point one. Story one. Point, point two was, and I think it's, it's the best piece of advice I ever got, was a guy who, who, who I thought was a brilliant salesman. I said to him when I was about 18, I said, I want to start up a lawn mowing business. And I said, I'm going to advertise in all the papers. He said, complete waste of time. I said, oh. He said, go and create flyers and walk around your area you live and distribute them and he said and then if you get all the customers he said you can walk from one customer to the next to the next and you're not having to drive all over town and effectively right for advertising in my business that is exactly what I've done I've, I've decided you know who, who I want to connect with worked out the message and do it over and over and over again and my last point was something I realized earlier in the week when I looked at a French website 
and I read that and I thought, man, if you were not a business who, who was involved in what this person does, you would never call this person up because the whole website was jargon and you would have thought, if I'm a lay person ringing this person up, I'm just not even going to be able to have a conversation with this person. So where are you pitching at? Three great massive points. I'll go to Mark and then we'll go back to you. Um, Rob, you obviously saw a different French website than I have. Um, the, the I need thing, pictures. <laughs> the thing that I was going to put out there, and I've heard folk here in the past talking about the strength of their advertising and predominantly the, the best advertising that they've had is the word of mouth advertising. So I just sort of putting it out there as a general question to people saying, how do you fit the word of mouth advertising that you so dearly want? Because it's all very personal and it's warm leads. How do you market that? I've got a question for you. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, just uh, have you got an advertising budget? That's what I'm thinking. Good question. I know. It doesn't require an answer. Mm. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't spend enough, you won't get the results. Mm, it depends what you're trying to achieve. Well, like Google AdWords, if you don't spend, if you're chucking two or three hundred dollars in it a month, yeah. a waste of time. Mm. But if you're chucking like seven hundred to a thousand dollars a month, you get traction. Again, depending on the market you're in too. Yeah. Peter. Just going back to this. The, sorry, that thing. Rob. 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 Uh, Rob's mentioned about the websites so true you know so when i'm looking at talking to a prospect or a suspect i spend a lot of time on online as well like what's the state of your website like because if you've got a branding message that says and it's only up on the screen for 10 seconds or be it thousands of times a day mm. um, you've got to make it easy for people people are lazy people are stupid they don't read we send pictures and we if someone's in the market for that particular service or widget we want them to go to the website so if the website's booked, the result's going to be the same, your lead's dead. Now, I find this so much as websites are full of jargon and it's all about how great we are instead of being customer-focused and customer-centric. And I'm reminded too of a, a video that I saw last night. You may have seen it before, the, the blind guy sitting on a Glasgow street and you're begging and he's not getting any money because his sign says, can you help me out, I'm blind. And the marketer goes by a young chick and she's, that she walks past and comes back and rewrites the sign for him. Then she comes back a few hours later and he's just got piles of money thrown at him because the sign now says it's a beautiful day but I can't see it. Wow. So it's all about the message. Yeah. Very lovely. And so Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. And so it's not really about just the medium either. It's absolutely all about the message. Yeah. i got a funny joke. Somebody will say it's a uh, dad joke. But a hundred years ago, people used to all have horses and the rich people used to have vehicles. Now it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, that's funny. <laughs> Nigel? Only back to Mark's point actually about the word of mouth. I wonder if that's where the testimonial comes in. Where you write testimonials on your flyers, etc. Et that's yeah, two together. Yeah. yeah, but no one reads, <laughs> do they? Um, what, how, do you, how do you feel about the saying, market what you do, not who you are? Yeah. That warm leads thing, that's where you can use Facebook. Because if you know your target market and you know your warm leads, who they are, then you can target your Facebook ads to go friends of such and such. So for me, I might target chefs in Christchurch or you know, you can really hone it down as to who you're going to target with that. So you can get your warm leads and know where they are in the market and who they might be. And then you just narrow your, your advertising down, right down to those particular, to that group of people. But one thing now I'm always excited about, this inquiry I got on Facebook was from a company called O2 Water. And I'll probably be here next Friday. But it was somebody I didn't know and somebody outside our networks. You know, I kind of believe that when you meet people, they've all got their own circles. So advertising does attract new, fresh. Uh, there is brand endorsement. Like, like if, I, if you saw Alexis on a, a billboard, you'd go, hey, I'm part of that, hopefully. <laughs> but if you see, um, if a brand new person you haven't seen this before, then it needs to send a different message. You know, are you lonely in business? 
do you not have a life? Come along. We'll eat such We'll make you smile. So you say none of us have lives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to, collectively, we do. Collectively, we do. Yeah, do you get what I mean? Right, so um, we did have a ball out. Who grabbed that? Rob, oh, Rob, point number four. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I do not have a statement, I have a question. Oh my God, are these? And that is that if I look at my two businesses, um, and I haven't done this purposefully, but if I look at antiques and I look at my training business, and antiques particularly because I get a lot of customers, far more obviously, than I will in training, but I know what type of customer I'm going to get. And I wonder if we ha have a look at our businesses and, and we actively categorize or segment or work out who our customer is, and then we can work out how to get them. And I guess that's the marketing, right? But instead of planning your market or deciding your market at the start and aiming at it, I have a business I've started and I know who's buying it, and now if I work out and measure who is buying it, I know uh, that I have a standard rule. I, I will not buy off a male who's my age or younger. So if I'm going to market online, um, essentially I'm going to go for males that are my age or older, or I'm going to go for female who is 40 plus. Just throw your 80. It was really well hidden as a statement. It's a question. question. <laughs> but it's a great example of marketing. It's a marketing plan. Yeah. But he is right because mm -hmm. if, you, if you go out, you can't be right when I didn't say anything. Because what you no, you didn't say something. You just didn't ask a question. Yeah, you said you're going to ask us a question. But if you go out there and say who is a property investor, you're pretty much going to be told that it's a 60-year-old male. And so for years, I've looked at who my clients are. And funnily enough, they're all 40-year-old females. Yeah. So, completely different way of marketing. Interesting scenario. I'm listening to a book at the moment by uh, called Kickass, and uh, she has been live coaching eight different people. One of them was uh, a public speaker trainer, and like you said, you don't get as much inquiries for public speaker trainers as per antiques. Then, so she said to this person, well, why don't you find the person that is absolutely busy in that industry and what they do as a public speaker trainer, and then find all the places they advertise and all the things they do, and basically start copying them to a degree. Because are you saying the public, there is no need for a public I've, trainer I've, speaker? I've got one short comment to make to that, and, and I thought, actually, if I get off my butt and I really want to push my training one, here's one for David, who may have already beaten me to it, and that is go and spend money going to your opposition's courses and see who, who's in the room. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well done. Or, or hide outside and see who walks in, in the door. You know? I'd probably like to go back to um, the whole fundamentals of a business. So somebody who was going to come into the meeting today, but she feels a bit perplexed and overwhelmed with trying to get her business off the ground. Now I can look at her business and go, well, I haven't really got a product or a service that's but I think her expectations are a little bit higher than Sometimes probably mine. Otherwise, she's going to spend the next five years doing something that's going to be free. Yeah, and that's uh, is anyone doing that here in this room? You've been in business around. Yeah. No, but she has. No, and, I have. And she had to listen. Yeah. She's uh, last month she cleared over ten thousand dollars on online shops. She's been doing it for a year and a half, trying to figure out how to do it. And then all of a sudden she had to, I, I sat her on the computer and said, just do what I say and don't question it. It's really powerful. And it worked, my God. But, <laughs> You're relieved. Yeah, yeah. I think I started copying her. In the, in the office yesterday, somebody said, who knows more about online um, shopping, you or Danny? And she paused. Because she might know more. 
I do research and he doesn't. I disagree. Because he doesn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I don't believe, I believe yeah. do it. Find so out yourself. Don't yeah. listen to other people. Yeah. And you, and you I do, do research, yeah. 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 I don't think it's made any difference. I did $11,000 uh, I I 11, at the start. She did 10. Oh, I did 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, Stephen. Just following on from that, um, in the architectural business, I had a building contractor and I usually negotiate tenders, so it's only one builder, we get them on board, we work with trust, and he said he didn't mind tendering against other builders, so what he would do when he had to tender against other builders, he'd find out the two or three other builders, he would go to the sites where they were building, he would sit there and when all the tradesmen turn up, he would note down what the vans are and what the electrical companies, what plumbing companies they are. He would go to them for tender price, so he would know what his opposition were actually going to be pricing. <laughs> and he could then, with that knowledge, understand and get a cut or a jump on the market against the others because he knew what prices they were getting and what they were doing. So he could see in their tender trades what they'd tagged out, what they hadn't. So he was going to the opposition and understanding them to be able to compete against them. Yeah. And I thought that was very clever. So now you're now you competition, isn't it, really? Now you're competition. You get yeah. to understand and see what they're doing. Can we turn any of that sort of advice back onto our own business? Like, do, do I watch other business networking companies? Of course I do. I'd be dumb if I said I didn't. Do I react on the... I, I want to be a leader, I don't want to react on them. I like to be unique, one of a kind, but I do still glean ideas from things. And I, I sort of get a sense of achievement by looking at some of the things they're still doing that I've dropped because I've found a better system and they keep on doing the same old things, expecting different results. As Einstein said, so that's what you can learn as well. A good idea is to, like what you said, uh, sign up to your competition's uh, newsletters, and then you can see what they're doing and mm. how they how they market, who they're selling to, what specials they've got, blah blah blah. And if you don't want to use your own email, just get a different email. Because I've done that with some competitors, and it's really interesting seeing how they operate. Mm. I've got an interesting story as per normal. I've got a, a good friend of mine who runs a sporting shop and he sent me this message uh, last last night. He said this month we've done $44,000 online and $23,000 through the shop which gives me $67,000 in this month. Last month he did $65,000 worth of sales and he did uh, $14,000 in the shop. So he's up nearly $9,000 in the shop. So what he's done, he's broken down every sale, every product, and he's just keeps tweaking it. He spends $700 approximately a month on Google AdWords, he, uh, well, Google Merchant 350 and the other. But every month uh, I can tell him exactly what his stats are going to be. So he's got a shop and he's managed to get, um, so I asked him the other day, I said, well, times that by 12, and that's around about eight hundred thousand dollars he could potentially turn. He goes, "Oh, do you think I can make that much?" And I said, "Yeah, mate." One, yeah, three years ago, it was turnover for a year was fifty nine thousand dollars. But every, but all he does every day, I go in there, I look at my stats, and he just sits here and watches every stats. Uh, he knows exactly how much cash is in the tool, and I think that, uh, that's, you know, I, I'm, he's really clever, this guy. Knowing your numbers. Yeah. Yes. Um, whatever your name is, I think we'll call you Robbie. Yeah. Um, my degree, which is in business, is is taking a business just like that and you know, dividing it up you know, and working out you know, all of you know, like the numbers you know, like, and try and take as much data as you can and create the information out of it you know, like to understand where your sales are, you know, like what lines are moving what parts of what lines are moving, you know, like, and are you marketing or advertising exactly what you could be, or, or are you just you know, like too bored? It's really awkward to have a small business where you don't have that data. And so if we were to have a look at his individual products sold, et cetera, et cetera, you know, like in the ranges, you know, like for us to have as much data as that, we may have to operate in our businesses for 20 years. So the question is, is that can we actually identify the data out of our own businesses uh, to work out um, what's going on? Like for example, and I think of your business as a cleaner, 
are you advertising in a particular area or an industry you know, like, and where are all of your calls you know, like arriving and are your calls only out of the areas you know, like you're advertising in you know, like, or are they you know, like around the edges or even um, out more because you know, like, we don't always know if a customer comes to us if they came to us by our advertising or you know, like any other means and most of the time we don't ask. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to go with that one thing. You may notice I haven't uh, speak since this morning to now because it's a bit strange to say I don't really put on money into marketing as a non presence so far yet because I am 90% living on purely word of mouth reputation. Now people keep coming back and then they know <coughs> what sort of people I'm dealing with. And I can tell from the niche market, those are the people I want to target on. Those are the people who are randomly turned on by friend uh, suggestions, but they are not my target customers. And uh, they reach my capacity. That's it. <laughs> Simple as. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the best marketing you can do sometimes is saying no? That's right. Yep. Nigel, young. Actually, I think Sean's just touched on a very interesting point. That's sort of occurred to me while he was speaking. In some ways, this is where growth comes in, how you, have, how you plan your growth, isn't it? I mean, if you're taking word of mouth and that's good and you're getting this work and that's fine, it's as much as you can handle as a person, perhaps. But in terms oh. of. <laughs> I'm going to the cricket this afternoon. <laughs> in terms of actual growth, you wouldn't be able to grow, I wouldn't think, just through that. So the question therefore is, you plan your growth and then your marketing. Or the other way around. Don't know. I just want to know where the other connection between marketing and growth as a company. You've got a plan where you're going to be in five years, make your way backwards and right. market towards that. Like reverse engineering. Yeah. See, I'd be challenging, Sean, why have you reached your capacity? Yeah, exactly. Because I'm sure you would like more time in your life, because I speak to your wife on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so why would you say that you've reached your capacity? So what, what else do you want out of your business? Well, currently the plan is to get everything in the formal way, and I'm trying to do that all the time. So um, I'm trying to hire more people for since last years, but uh, it turns out not really working that well because of the system is not good. So it's not really just you and your part-time staff come doing the job, one phone call come in, you arrange it, no. So basically, um, once the system getting better and better, it can gradually aid more staff in because I failed once, so I got rid of quite of the staff. Actually, they left because they're not really working, you know, they don't see the futures of the business, so they jump on. Besides, um, this industry is quite high staff turnover anyway. So basically, that's what happened for the staff parts. Because once the staff coming in, they absorb all the um, profit profit yeah quite quickly and then you have cash flow problems so currently I don't do advertising because it feels like I still have cash flow problems even though I don't really I know this way to do it but I don't know which part the risk is too high so I have to figure out a way and then I can graduate in um, Google app will be I mean the Google's Advertising will be great for me, but I have to have a place which is um, check all the data in. So I don't really have a proper website. So I need to get the website for first and then sort out the uh, um, Facebook pages, uh, my Google business, and the, all checking them in together. So that's have to do it gradually. I think um, what I'm hearing is you probably need an advertising budget and then you need to measure it. 
Yeah, just want to follow up on the word of mouth. You can take this as free advice, which means it might be worth it. <laughs> um, word of mouth, I hear it all the time, which is fantastic. And it's absolutely true that people you know, always ask, you know, we do it ourselves or we jump on Google and we get reviews and, and we check out before we and investigate before we buy something. You know, 70% of people will do a website search or a Facebook, you know, or a social media search before they pick up the phone and walk into your business. So they're already getting a flavor about what you are. So it's a great place to be where you've got that word of mouth where you're just that capacity. However, um, in consideration of cash flow and all those other aspects, I don't know how difficult it can be for you. Um, the advertising industry will always tell you you should always advertise anyway. And yeah, on an, in an appropriate budget in the most appropriate places. Because uh, that advertising will do two things to your current business. It will support the word of mouth when people are searching for you. Remember, uh, Danny told me that I should buy this, that, or the other, or go to your cleaning company, but I want to check out. You're so I sort out your online stuff first. Cool. It reinforces your word of mouth and speeds up your cash flow. Yeah, so I have a that. strong feelings about that because previously I got a weird job from another word of mouth because this is kind of like a, a messy combination uh, cleaning yep. process. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been questions about the website doesn't really show any particular related information regarding that. Yeah. So I know they are, they they trying to get it sorted and then they check on me, but they didn't they didn't go ahead because they don't really have enough confidence. Right. Yeah. So you're quite right. Yeah. Yeah. That comes back to the marketing. And the other thing with that that, that continuing to advertise, even if you feel you don't really need to, will help support the confidence in your company or your brand with your existing customers if they're constantly seeing your message even if it's just an email every month which i don't do but <laughs> take my advice i'm not using it it's free you know um yeah constantly seeing your brand when they least expect to see it reinforces their commitment and that comes back to that marketing thing and i've shared with you before danny and i have a bright um video yeah. Really sexy brand of video, yeah, the watch one yeah. and the P50 on Mustang. Mm. Because that resonates with me. It tells you nothing more than bright and looks expensive and really fucking sexy. Mm. Um, but that's your brand reinforcement. Mm. That's yeah. been on which way, isn't it, really, in a way? Thank you, really appreciate those. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to touch on one thing over here, and that is that that if you are operating on word of mouth and the word of mouth turned off, uh, I think it would be a good thing to have a website in place anyway um, and to create the website and to create the foundation of places where people can touch because even if you're not spending money, like your website is, is, is well, um, arguably, arguably your greatest advert should be. Yeah, and you just put it out, and people searching are going to find you're in that industry uh, without you having a specific advertising budget. But there's an interesting thing that at, at uni on advertising because I, I studied advertising for a year specifically. How did that go, Rob? That, that, that is about semiotics was part of it. And that is, that if you have a look at an advertising advert or an image or whatever and break it down, you can actually see what the advertiser was trying to do. But an interesting story that we were told was a case, case study in the States, two massive tobacco industries took the state to court that were going to ban advertising on tobacco mm -hmm. and they took the state to court they lost and they celebrated they had a massive celebration they took it to court to make a statement of, of their power but they actually loved the fact that they lost because they were spending millions upon millions of dollars every year both of them competing in the same industry and what what the the um, only real academic evidence around advertising is that doesn't actually get people to buy your product but it, it, it advertises your brand reliability or strength or whatever in relation to other brands so 
The word of mouth thing is always quite interesting. When we went through our rebranding thing five years ago, whatever it was, in the marketing company, we were all trying to come up with things to promote. And one of their big things was 95% of our business comes through word of mouth. And they wanted to be promoting that left, right, centre. And I just looked at them and I went, but none of the officers do anything else in order to get business. So it depends on how you spin that. If you're not doing anything else, well, you're not going to get any business from anywhere else. Hmm. So you do need to double up with the market. Well, the other I, would, I would say that they were advertising 95% of our business comes from word of mouth because everybody who has dealt with us in the past is happy to tell others how good we are. That was their argument. Yes. But none of the other officers were spending a cent or doing anything, no seminars, no nothing, in order to get business. So where else was it going to come from? Yeah, like the spin one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David? Uh, just like to go back many years. And I had a, not too far, Dave. No, not too far. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the, the, the light by the end of the tunnel recedes and recedes. Anyway, the job I had for, for 10 years with, with one company, which was one of the oil companies, in the last six years I was on the road with them. And my title was company representative. And basically what I was out there was to do was to promote sales in the, in the various territories that I was involved with. And what that taught me was that in actual fact marketing is about all those services that actually go in to the product that you're promoting. And so everything, and that included giving advice about accounting for accounting procedures and included advice about getting local body approval for people to be able to go and operate their businesses in the, in the business area that we were in. Uh, it included actually doing, not actually designing the advertising, but going out and putting the advertising up in the various outlets and places that where we did do a promotion. It also meant the relationship marketing, building up relationships with people that you're doing business with. Believe you me, when you stop and think about it, it also meant providing administration for people that needed it and advice on all sorts of things, including the technical aspects of the products that we were promoting. If you look at marketing and you're going to be serious about really doing what it is that you want to do, then nine times out of ten you won't be able to do it all yourself and you've got to go out there to get the experts to help you do it but look at every part of your business and make sure you've got everything covered off one way or another and the key thing is from time to time on a regular basis stand back and ask yourself if you're doing the right thing and are you doing this right? So is there a marketing strategy that we need? Was that what everyone has? Was everyone have one of those? We're winging it. We'll try a bit of this and try a bit of that. Is that more expensive? Oh. Don't worry about that. We've got another one. I'll get them. Thank you. Okay. You, you have the floor anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was waiting for it to go. I was going to use bricks, but uh, they. <laughs> yes, Helen. I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, no, what you were saying about putting your money into marketing, you've got, to, you've got to find that line of when to pull out as well because you can pour and pour money in and you think, oh, well, maybe next month it'll work or I'm not doing something right and you keep going, which is what I did when I went to a advertising agency and I just spent far too much money and didn't pull out early enough and wasted about $5,000. So you got to get out when you, yeah, when it's not working. Mm. I might try some word of mouth marketing. It's well, not. I might um, <laughs> try some word of mouth marketing now. So my Wednesday meeting that happens at uh, 7.30 in Addington 
any cafe because we don't know how to use a website. Any right? cafe? Are you serious? You just got brilliant feedback. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with any cafe? <laughs> Funny enough, somebody said, oh, it, it was better when we used to be at Spectators, uh, and we used to have our biggest group there, it was, a, it was an ideal venue, mm. however the food wasn't very good, and then all of a sudden, at this time of year, they decided that they just shut the cafe down and went open to 10 o'clock because it wasn't yet normal cool, and they weren't going to open, you know, they had a four month break, and it's sort of just the whole continuity of it didn't work anymore. But anyway, um, we could... The taps are supposed to be very good. We've done that. Oh, we've been there. Yep. Uh, that is noisy. Every week we had to make a booking. Uh, we were a hassle. Uh, the, the, uh, people would be in the seats when we've turned up. As part of running this business, there's two things, facilitation and the cafes, which are 80% of what makes it a good use. Any cafe is actually brilliant for us, but we get to have a whole back area to ourselves and rearrange all the seats. Uh, and they welcome us every week, uh, and uh, I get a cheese pastry, which I really like. It's my breakfast on Thursday. But the point is, uh, if you guys are looking to support us on a 7.30 on a Wednesday in Addington, uh, please do come along. All the information is on the website. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, or just me some standing. Right. I've, I've got another another quick story. I had a client in, in uh, Auckland, and when I did work with people in Auckland, you would give them a proposal, and they would say yes just about straight away. Down here, a lot of people, I'll think about it. But um, this particular guy, what was that? Which is code for no. No, yeah. Yeah. So this guy was a uh, car dealer, and he said that he was going broke. He was a fireman, he was really successful, and he said over the last three years he'd turned over $25 million worth of vehicles. And he had a warehouse with um, half a million dollars worth of vehicles ready to go into his car yard, and his business started to turn. So he got a Google in, and he said, well, first of all, get rid of the warehouse that's dead money. And he said, now give me a list of all the vehicles you've sold over the last three years and tell me what one stayed on the yard for the least amount of time. And then he said, from now on, don't be tempted to buy that big four-wheel drive that's really cheap, that sits on the yard for two and a half months, get the $10,000 car that moves really quick and only stock those vehicles. And it literally turned the guy's business around. So that's, that's good marketing as well, isn't it? Uh, if you understand, I, I love my mate with the, the, the watches, if you want to buy a new one, Pat <laughs> New Road, shop on the left. You go in there and he's so passionate about his business, you ask him anything about any product, he knows it inside out. Uh, he knows the stats, every transaction, he, he's just he, he's just a machine. And I mean, why, uh, is anyone like feeling like perplexed when, when it comes to knowing where their customers come from? I got my, uh, two good inquiries this week and one of them come from LinkedIn, only because I put a wee question at the bottom of the form, where did it come from? And they selected this link down and I went, oh, I thought it was from my Facebook advertising. Well, and we've got three minutes. I think, I think the one thing that we often forget is that if people are spending money with us, then they're valuing our service and, and profit equals people equals performance equals um, Everything, right? So even if right, if we've got a range of product, or if we've got a business idea and it's not making any money, it's probably not providing anybody with what they want. You know, it's as easy as that. And if you ha have a car yard and you're selling ten thousand dollars cars, which are easily affordable, and and ninety nine percent of people want a car and not the four wheel drive sell the car, you know, like you're helping everybody out. Mm. And I think, you know, like we're all aiming for a niche and we're all thinking, I want to be different, but actually you can be the same as everybody else, just do it better. Mm. And that is your point of difference. Who wants more sales? Everyone. You don't. You just said you're... Yeah, yeah, not you. Everybody but you. <laughs> okay, who wants... Who wants... Right, who wants more... Can I rephrase that question? Who wants more of the right clients? Yes. So, yeah, all right. Sean? Yes. So, Sean just made a really good point here. He doesn't want necessarily more customers, but he wants more money. 
Create whether it's a Facebook page or your know, Instagram account or Twitter or potentially the website. Do the best you possibly can, right, and make sure that all that stuff is there, right. Which means if anybody is, is searching for what you have, it's there and and it's readable for your customer and get a person who knows nothing about your business to read your website and say what do you think. <coughs> Next week's topic could be what's your message, what's your purpose? Is, is it about that? What message are you sending people? You know, if somebody wants to review your business and look at it from the outside, I mean, I find it hard. I get so much advice coming out my ears. I have to come up with a way of handling that advice so I can please people because I'm a people pleaser, and I like believe it or not. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you want to please everyone, and you want to you hear suggestions that people give you that you've heard ten times and you've tried eight. And you go, yeah, I know why you say that. Oh, I, oh well, I'll give you any suggestions then. It's not okay, good. But, you know, I, I get that. But I've got to come up with a way of handling that. I don't I do. business wanting to please everybody. Yeah, we can do it. <laughs> but the people give you suggestions on how to run your business. Yeah. Peter, yeah. You know. But why do you want to please everybody, Dan? Because they, they feel like I should be doing it this way. Should I be <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, forget about me. Um, what about next week's topic? What are we thinking? Challenges. Challenges? Yeah, Obstacles and challenges? Challenges. Just challenges. Or handling challenges? <sighs> handling challenges? Just challenges. Just challenges. And then you can talk about what it is, whether it's handling them, what they are, you name it, talk yeah, to it. Oh, I don't know. Get some the girlfriend in there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't tell us your problems. Tell them to the padre. <laughs> I wonder why we come to these meetings and hear some great advice, and we procrastinate and take ages to implement it. I think not everyone well, does that. Right. There can be another one of the challenges, Rob. Yeah, you know, like, why don't we ask for and, and then implement the feedback? Well, it's not that easy, is it? Well, it should. In theory, it's very easy. In practice, it's not easy at all. Challenges? That might not fit with being held accountable. Yeah, your yeah. I love accountability. Feedback to Danny might not work, but that same feedback to the networkers might be exactly what works for them. So, Nigel, you had a comment? Well, the only thing I was thinking of was that part of this marketing discussion, in my mind anyway, keeps coming back as to what exactly are you trying to achieve, and behind that is what was your intent in the first place. So I wonder if that might be worth talking about. Sorry, I didn't listen to any of that. Can you say that again? <laughs> I just switched Probably off. The no. intent behind your marketing. The intent. What exactly are you trying to yeah. achieve? Challenges. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the challenge. I, I sent you a message, was that last night or, or yesterday? Or right, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, woke up, bang! 
about what you're trying to achieve. What is your vision and what is the mission, the thing that you're going to do every day in order to get there? Because I think, yeah, because we don't have the vision, we don't know the marketing or the advertising plan to achieve it, and so yeah. we float along doing what we've always yeah. done. Well, thank you for coming along today. I hope you enjoyed it. So, what is the next topic? Is it? Challenges. It doesn't sound very glamorous. I'm going to talk about this next week's meetings and invite people along to come on and talk about challenges. Vision. Vision. I'm down with vision. It's all about vision. Vision. Here we go. Vision. Which is a challenge in itself. Mm. Vision. <laughs> <laughs> challenges could come the week after about how, what are we experiencing the challenges to achieve the vision? All right. So vision. Vision and well, challenges? Vision, no, vision, vision next week and challenges the week after. Yeah. Vision. Right, vision. I bet we don't get the challenges. Week after is a holiday. Is it? What? Oh, right. Or is it the week after that? Oh, oh my God. So, All right, so next week we're going to be talking about uh, vision. Vision. And uh, that's what it means. So thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next week.